Hello, sister, and welcome back. I am so glad you're here to join me today. I want to share a topic with you that I was challenged with again recently, but it took me back because the idea of your identity is one of the very first questions that I asked on my healing journey. After I confessed and I was willing to sit in a hard season of just healing and pursuing the Lord, one of the very first questions I asked was, okay, so who am I? (laughs) Who am I now without the addiction? Who am I now without the affair? Who am I and how does God see me? Because I knew that how God sees me is more important than how man sees me. But I had to know in my own heart who I was to begin with and how God sees me. So I want to take you on this little journey. If you have your Bible, grab Colossians 3. I'm going to reference a few verses out of there. And let's chat about identity. Hey mama, welcome to Intimacy After Infidelity. Do you find yourself Googling, can a marriage survive infidelity? Or what's the first step to divorce? Do you wake up full of hope only to end the day with more shame when there's another stupid argument again? Hey, I'm Christina Joy, forgiven daughter of Jesus. I too felt the shame of infidelity and wished someone had a roadmap for how to get out of the mess so I could experience freedom. I kept telling myself I just needed to try harder to end the affair and fix my marriage until I found I needed Jesus to heal some deep wounds in my heart. Through prayer, lots of research, and developing new healthy habits, I was able to find healing to shed my shame once and for all. Now I'm excited to share everything I've learned with you. So find your safe space and pop in that earbud. Let's rebuild your life and marriage better than it's ever been. Sisters, you have been showing up. It is such an encouragement to my heart when I get to hear from you and through emails, through voice messages, through the Facebook community, you've been showing up. You have been stepping out and raising a hand and saying, I'm sitting in this too. I'm on this journey with you. And friend, it's an encouragement to my heart and my number one prayer. The reason I do all of this is because I want to be able to sit in that story with you. And if God uses me to bring a tiny piece of healing to your story, that's what I'm here for. I think of the passage in Isaiah that talks about freeing the captives. And sister, that's the only reason that I'm here talking about this and providing these safe spaces. Because I love you and I don't want you to walk alone. I don't want you to ever feel alone in this journey. So just saying, the easiest way to connect with me or with this community is through our Facebook community. I'll have it linked down below, but um, if you're going to type it in, it's facebook.com slash groups slash intimacy after infidelity. And we would love to have you in the community so that you know you are not alone and we can work through the most difficult season of your life. We can work through it together. So I want to talk today about this idea of identity. And it came up for me recently. I was at a social event and I came, I ran across someone who I haven't seen in a little while. And it was so good to catch up and, you know, hear all the updates of of how mom life was going. 
But you know, it was interesting afterwards as I was reflecting on the conversation. It is so easy when we're catching up with someone to ask about those details of like, what are you doing and where are you doing it? And all of those performance questions. What are you doing? What are you accomplishing? What sorts of things fill your time? And so often that's where I base my identity. I'm wife, I'm mom. Uh, Right now I'm working at a school and uh, these are the things I do at a church and all these things that I do. And that's how we answer that question of, hey, who are you? And we answer it with, I do this, and so therefore I am this. Often that revolves around our job, but you know, it is very easy for that to even revolve around a situation like an affair. I had an affair, and so therefore I am blank. Ah, it, it pains my heart to even think about that, but... We need to reverse that. It is biblical to switch that and say, I am fill in the blank. And therefore, I do these certain things. Okay, so where am I getting this from? Colossians chapter 3. You know, I'm going to go ahead and read verses 1 through 4. Colossians 3. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, Set your heart on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all of his glory." So I think half of the question is, who am I? But I think the other side of the same coin is asking the question first, where am I? How powerful is it to get the picture that where am I? Where is my true self? I'm hidden with Christ in God. He is protecting me. He is covering me. And where is Christ and God? Well, Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Sister, you are not banished outside the kingdom. You are not told to go sit at a different table in a different room and to get out of his presence because he's so disgusted. No, sister, you can think of the picture of sitting on Christ's lap as he sits by God's right hand, a place of authority, a place of power, that's where you are. So the first question, where are you? Your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Now from that, then we can start to know more about who am I? And like we touched on, It is not about what you have done or what you have. It is not even about what others say about you. And you are also not what you feel. All of those things are based on your performance and what you're doing. But that's not who you really are. 
in fact, if you look other places in scripture, you'll see that you were actually dead. <laughs> you have nothing to contribute to the situation. That is very humbling to say, who am I? You know, what, what can I do? Well, you're dead and something that's dead can do nothing except bring its deadness to the situation. But God, isn't that beautiful? But God has come into the situation and made you alive with Christ. So once I know where I am and the fact that who I am rests completely in Christ and his work, well, then what am I supposed to do? Remember, we're flipping this coin. It's not that I, I do something and that makes me who I am. No, we're going to flip that and say, who am I? And then what should I do? So there's two things here. First of all, set your heart on things above. And your heart here is your desires, your cravings, your longings. This isn't just your thoughts in your head. Your desires. What do you long for? In Matthew, it reminds us to seek first the kingdom of God. Give me Jesus. Lord, help me to long for you even more, to desire you. So set your heart on things above. And then the second thing is to set your mind on things above. So yes, this includes your thoughts and also your actions. We want to adopt Jesus's way of life, Jesus's mind, Jesus's intentions for how he lived. So these two things come together, our desires and our habits. Let me ask you, what are you doing in this season? Are you creating healthy habits that will help you to heal and to grow and to give you steps forward on your healing journey. If you are living unintentionally, just living every day, just to get through whatever, you will not be taking steps forward towards your healing. Please chat with me if you have questions about what are some good intentional habits that you can create because that becomes your life, your brain, your emotions, your daily actions, all of those work together to become your life. So sister, my challenge for you today is to first of all, recognize where you are, then recognize what you bring to the table, but what God brings to the table for you. And then out of that place to keep your heart and your mind set on him. Seek first the kingdom of God. And if I can encourage you in any way, I would love to chat with you more about what that looks like in the day to day. What are some practical action steps that you can take? I'd love to chat with you more about that. Come find me over in the Facebook group and I will see you there. Hey mama, I hope today's episode encouraged your heart. If you need to talk about this some more, would you send me a message at christinajoycoaching.com? Also, please take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 
It thrills my heart to know this podcast is helping you heal your heart so you can shed the shame of your affair. I am cheering for you and I can't wait to hear your story. I'll meet you back here on Tuesdays and Thursdays for another episode. As always, be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future.